Essence of Tea, episode 23. Welcome. You are listening to the Essence of Tea podcast, where we share about the world of tea with you. From tea tastings to tea history and culture to tea education, health, and wellness, the Essence of Tea is your tea companion through your personal transformation and growth. I'm your host, Jenny Jie. Now let's get started. Hello, welcome to the Essence of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Tse, and I'm the owner and founder of Sipping Streams Tea Company. And with the start of a new year, I know a lot of you have a lot of questions, a lot of questions that pertain to you. And so I'm here to help you with those tea questions. And so for today, we're having our first ever Ask Jenny Anything episode. And so I brought on a friend who had some questions for me one evening and just started asking me all these questions that pertain to her. So I thought it'd be very insightful for her to share what kind of questions she has as a busy CEO that might pertain to the world of tea. So I have with us today, Jessica Rhodes. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Jenny. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, I'm really excited to be chatting with you about tea. And I have my lavender ca- chamomile tea from your nice, house. Nice, nice. Really <laughs> Thank you. So, Jessica, tell everybody about who you are, what you do. You're a busy CEO, but you also have a partner. Like mm-hmm. everyone out there is kind of pivoting, getting ideas of what they're doing as being their own entrepreneur right now. Yeah. So, yeah, share with everyone. Yeah, so I am, I'm an entrepreneur. I founded Interview Connections, which is the first and leading podcast booking agency. We have, um, I started the business in 2013. So we are over seven years old. We have 24 full-time employees. Um, and the pandemic, you know, with it being every putting everyone home and us having a business that helps people get booked on podcasts, we had our best year ever. So we've been very busy. Um, I have been growing our sales team. So working really hard. And in that journey to grow the business, I've also doubled down on my health and wellness and really being mindful about what I'm putting into my body, specifically what I'm drinking. And so, you know, over the last six months, I have stopped drinking alcohol and I've stopped drinking coffee. Um, And so I have started drinking a lot more tea and kombucha. And um, so I was asking you, Jenny, you know, lots of questions in chat. So I think it'll be really helpful for a lot of people because I've met a lot of people who share the same, you know, story of either, you know, giving up alcohol or, or wanting to drink less coffee or, or caffeine addiction or whatever, or whatever. And I've learned a lot from you. And so, yeah, talk a little bit about me and how I got to this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. So you were telling me a little bit about, okay, your business has elevated kind of like Mm -hmm. to the next level. And your personal self-care is so important right now, right? And as you're restructuring or pivoting and taking your business to the next level and these teams of people, it's a little stressful, right? So everything you're putting into your body or investing into yourself totally counts. And so you were trying to, you know, ask me these different questions. And so I was asking him like, okay, um, you know, I, I don't really know where to start from. So tell me like, 
why are you stopping caffeine? or coffee, yeah. you know, why did you tr quit drinking alcohol? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you know this or not, but I've done some um, wine and tea infused um, combinations already. And so I'm not necessarily against drinking alcohol, but I also mm -hmm. don't drink that much either. So totally. do you want to tell people how you got to this point of actually like messaging me and asking <laughs> me all these questions? Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, basically, I so I gave up drinking alcohol. The long story short, there is I was uh, drinking every day, and it was you know interrupting my life and my ability to you know be positive and um, you know have positive self talk and you know be healthy. Long story short, I don't want to make this all about sobriety, but I gave up alcohol, and then. I, I realized I kind of replaced my addiction with alcohol with coffee. And so I was drinking, you know, even though after I stopped drinking alcohol, I needed less coffee because I wasn't as tired. Um, but then I started drinking more coffee because I really liked, you know, just having that caffeine, like that cute caffeine buzz, you know, and I was like, oh, this isn't healthy. Like, and so um, I got to talking with you about like, you know, different teas, because what I really missed was the morning uh, ritual of a cup of coffee. Like, a, that's what I really, really wanted. And so I was asking you about like, what kinds of um, tea would be good for that. And so then you educated me on the difference of caffeine in tea versus coffee. So I guess that's my first question is, why does the caffeine in tea, like I feel energized, but I'm not getting like, a buzz that I got from coffee. So I'd love for you to explain that first, because that was my biggest question at first. I was like, oh, I can still have caffeine and not have like the negative side effects. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times people associate caffeine with coffee because coffee is one of the most consumed beverages in the United States. In the rest of the world, tea is actually the most consumed beverage next to water in the rest of the world. And when we think in America, um, coffee, caffeine, and somehow we associate it with tea, but we don't even think about that there's caffeine in chocolate or that there's caffeine in soft drinks or sodas, you know, like in a Coke, in a Pepsi, whatever, Mountain Dew, whatever it is. And that was like how I got into tea was I was thinking I was actually not drinking caffeine because I wasn't drinking a two liter bottle of Mountain Dew at a time. I wasn't drinking my quad venti sore inverted caramel macchiato. Yes, I've been a coffee drinker since I was four. And I actually like, just like plain coffee. But I was also like you trying to cut down on caffeine at first. And then as I slowly realized that caffeine is caffeine, no matter where it is. And I used to be a science teacher. I don't know if you knew that or not. I used to be a high school teacher. Yeah. So I'm like, the molecular structure actually doesn't matter. Like it literally is still the same substance. So what makes it different is the different components in the different plants. It is a completely different plant. So caffeine is a very small portion of your overall beverage of what you're drinking. So if you imagine drinking coffee, Mm -hmm. It's a coffee berry pit, right? The little berry pit thing that gets roasted. It comes green. It's in a red fruit. It's green. And then it gets dried and roasted and turns brown. And that is not from the green leafy portion of the tea plant or the coffee plant. I don't know if you've ever seen a coffee bush before, but it's like the big tree. And 
and and it doesn't have the same components in that berry pit as it does the rest of the plant. Now the tea leaf is from the leaf, the, the bush part, and there's different components in it too, especially with photosynthesis. Well, in all green leafy plants, including the coffee plant leaf, and your bamate and kale and spinach, there's an amino acid called L-theanine that calms and relaxes the body. It's a naturally occurring uh, amino acid and one of the uh, most concentrations, concentrated plants it's in is actually the tea plant itself, the Camellia sinensis plant that makes white tea, green tea, black tea, oolong, poor. That's why you feel like relaxed even though you're like enlightened and you can still do work, but you don't feel like you're jittery and bouncing off the walls. Now there are some negative side effects, negative side effects, quote unquote, from low quality teas, like really, really low grades that you might get in a tea bag on an airplane or something. And your stomach kind of feels upset, almost curdling. And then you start to feel shakes. It's just because it's a very low quality, low grade, low cut, very tiny. So if you imagine like drinking whole coffee beans versus, you know, coffee grounds that you grind yourself versus espresso, which is even a tinier grind, you can imagine in those low quality tea bags, it's usually a very, very tiny grind. And it wasn't meant to be a grind. It's sometimes in some places, they're floor sweepings, literally floor sweepings. I don't know if you knew that or not, but when you go and visit all these tea farms and manufacturers around the world, they literally save every bit and they sell it and auction it off at that, you know, price. They don't waste a single thing. So if you're having these tiny, tiny particles of tea leaves, just like tiny particles of espresso grounds, you're going to get a really strong cup. And so you might feel a little bit more of that jitteriness, but you can't re-steep it like a higher quality fuller leaf tea. So the first thing is L-theanine. That's going to calm and relax your body. That's in um, tea and not in coffee because it's completely the different plant. And I'm sorry if my dog's barking right now. He's... <laughs> He's really old and he's stuck right now. Oh God, okay. <laughs> so anyways, so that's one of the, the first things is that you can still have your caffeine if you are not caffeine sensitive. Now, some people have had heart surgery. They have um, heart palpations. You know, they might be allergic to caffeine. I've actually met customers of mine who will just go, um, but I'm going to drink this decaffeinated green tea. And I'm like, there's still caffeine in it. If, and I don't know if you knew that or not, but decaffeinated teas still have 2% or less caffeine in them. They can't extract all of the caffeine. It naturally occurs, just like caffeine naturally occurs in chocolate that we eat. Yeah, so. that's so interesting. And then the other thing that I realized in drinking uh, tea is like... I used to drink a lot of stuff that dehydrated me, wine, beer, coffee, and I would just be very dehydrated. And now drinking tea and water and kombucha, I'm not, I don't feel dehydrated because I love sipping on tea throughout the day, as opposed to like just drinking plain water. It's, I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me when I'm sitting at my desk and just working and stuff like that. Um, so can you explain why, like, what is different about coffee and tea and why do I, why does tea not like dehydrate you if coffee does? <laughs> so um, one of the things that makes it different is what you're putting in it. So a mm -hmm. lot of people drink their coffee with milk and sugar. 
right? Mm -hmm. Usually, but not always. I, I prefer it plain, but a lot of other people will put milk and sugar in it. And the same thing with um, like soft drinks or, or wine and, and beer, they have sugar in them, right? Mm -hmm. So sugar is actually a natural di uh, diuretic. It's a it's polarized. That molecule is polarized and water molecules are also polarized. So they attract each other and pull it out of your body through your kidneys. And this is one of the things I thought was really cool in college because uh, I studied sports medicine. I was like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. That's why we don't want our athletes drinking all these like mixed weird, whatever can drinks. It's not the carbonation necessarily. It's that it's got all these different chemicals, components, extracts in it. And chemically that, that beverage is pulling out the water molecules and sometimes the electrolytes also. So that's one of their very first things is that it depends if you're drinking those beverages like coffee with sugar and stuff. Now, kombucha does have some sugar in it too. Mm -hmm. And so you will you know, consume sugar and it depends on the kind of kombucha. So different kombucha companies have different amounts of sugars in them. Ours is very dry as in we don't really put that much sugar in it. We let it kind of ferment and do its own thing. And so, so kombucha? Yeah, we brew our own kombucha. Amazing. Yeah. Can I, can I, can you ship it to Rhode Island? Can I buy it off of your website? <laughs> Oh, I, well, I don't have it on my website because I think it might explode, but I'll try to give you a flat one that I sent you. <laughs> and then you can do the second fermentation. I think okay. I need to send some to the, the Kennys too, because yeah. they were interested in kombucha. Yeah, I to I'm always telling each other about kombucha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We actually have a kombucha class that we teach, oh, but I can send you the stuff and you can get started on it. Okay. So it's, it's really fun to do. And, um, but I found the same thing too. Like I drink, um, beer or wine and then the next or the middle of the night, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to drink like a couple mugs of tea. <laughs> yeah. And it just has to do with those components, not necessarily just the sugar molecules, but the other components in that beverage that just make it a diuretic. So it's not mm -hmm. the caffeine per se that's a diuretic. It is the other components in the beverage that make okay. it a diuretic. Okay. And then I also wanted to ask you about like teas with different levels of caffeine because I have the Yerba Mate tea, which is very high in caffeine. I was like, okay, like I am awake. Um, but I found like, I didn't want to drink that every day. Like I didn't want that much caffeine every day. And then, but when I kind of switched off and on, it was like, it gave me kind of a ha caffeine headache. I was like too much back and forth. So I felt like I either had to kind of drink it every day or just not drink it. Cause it would, it was sort of like messing with my system. Um, so what, what can you share about the caffeine levels? And I love drinking like black tea because I do want a little caffeine, but not quite as much as the Yerba Mate. <laughs> so Yerba Mate does have a lot of caffeine in it. But what's nice about the Yerba Mate or any teas is that if you blend them with an herbal infusion, an herb, a plant, chamomile flowers, um, lavender flowers, those herbals, which are not the tea plant and not Yerba Mate, have no caffeine in them or like hibiscus or whatever, mint, you can mix it into it. And now you've changed the ratio of how much yerba mate is actually in it. And you've lessened the amount of caffeine you're going to consume. So that's one trick that you can do. So and another half thing, and half, like maybe the lavender chamomile 
and the yerba mate sort of like half and half. Okay. Yep. Yeah, you can do that. And then another thing you can consider is like the quality of the black tea. So not all black teas have a lot of caffeine. Not all black Mm -hmm. teas have a little bit of caffeine. They all depend on literally the the horticulture and the agriculture, like the harvesting, the time of year, so many things just like in the wine industry. So the more potent that plant is when it was picked, the more potent the caffeine is. So it actually doesn't matter if it's a white tea, green tea, black tea, they they all can equally have a lot of caffeine or hardly any caffeine, depending on the quality of it. So if you choose one that is like a more mature, later season pick tea, and how do you know that? You just have to ask the company if they can tell you that kind of thing. Um, Like for us, we can tell people like which one of our black teas is harvested, what time of year. So the more spent that tea plant is, the more mature it is, usually the less caffeine it has in it. So if you have a black tea that's like really... um, a larger leaf one. And like, if you see it unfurl, the tea leaves actually unfurl and see really big, thick, leathery leaves. If you're fortunate enough for that, usually it's a later season picked one. But if you see a black tea with lots of golden threads or tips, that's usually a very top picking, like top of the tea bush. And that might actually have more caffeine. So... So you'll just have to look at your tea leaves or tear open your tea bags and then check out what's in yeah. it. Well, I like that with your tea. I can, I just scoop it into the, into the bag, into the filters, which is really cool to, to see it all. Cause usually I, I've just had like tea bags that I, you know, I can't really tell, but with yours, I can actually see the leaves and it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And then what's nice about the, the larger fuller leaf black teas too, mm-hmm. is that when you looked and compared at the yerba mate, the yerba mate was very small, evenly cut, you know, but, but they're all pretty small. They weren't going to expand anymore. So that's also the caffeine extraction coming out more quickly than the, the fuller leaf um, black teas that may be rolled really tightly that need time to slowly expand. Mm-hmm. So that's another trick about the grading system of the extraction rate. The smaller the particle, the faster it's going to extract and infuse and put whatever its potency is in your cup. Cool. I think those are all of my questions. So yeah, well, thank you everyone who've been watching. If you want to learn more about what Jessica does with their company, you can check out the show notes in the description because again, their company connects people, especially with podcasts. And that's actually not why she's on the show. Mm-hmm. Honestly, a friend who is wanting some advice about tea and tips and tricks and looking for something to just start calming the body mm-hmm. and resetting it. Yeah. So thank you so much, Jessica, for joining yeah, us. Thank you so much, Jenny. This was super helpful. By the way, if you want to learn more about the health benefits of tea, join us for our Essential Immune Boosting Tea Workshop. We're opening it up February 25th and 26th. It includes six sessions and all the teas you need to get started. It's only $97, so sign up today at sippingstreams.com because you don't want to miss this amazing opportunity.